Welcome to Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy. Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClellan, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. We got spirit. Yes, we do. We got spirit. How about you? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hi. Isn't it great how we crack ourselves up every day just as we come to see you? Do you see it? Do you actually see them? Oh. <laughs> I actually do. In my mind's eye, I have this picture. I have no idea what they look like. <laughs> We're hoping someday to see you. <gasps> Speaking of which, we have, a little, <laughs> we have a secret. Oh, we do? Yeah. Shh. We are considering conceiving. <laughs> mm, sounds sexy, doesn't, doesn't it? it? It's so much more fun to play this as sexy than a business conversation, isn't it? So, yeah. So, today we're going to talk about the process of um, how you get from a desire to do something. (laughs) And do you wear protection And do you wear protection? (laughs) What does the protection look like? Perhaps differently than on a bike, perhaps. Oh, my gosh. On a bike? (laughs) Bike protection, like a helmet. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> what you were talking about having, having sex, sex on, on a, a bike. bike and trying to figure out how to use protection at the same time. I'm like, wow, that's wow, going to take some that, skills. I you better no... be able to ride that bike with no hands. <laughs> Backwards. <laughs> <laughs> this is going nowhere fast or downhill on our bike. And yet fast. it's going everywhere because what we are talking about, how I like to say it, is uh, co-creating with spirit. I know every time I say that, Catherine's like, Okay, I don't know what that means to you, and then she has her different take <laughs> on it. So um, it's not quite that bad. Well, as we are, cons- well, let's start with the fact that it, this topic of conceiving is coming because you woke up one day and texted me, and you're like, "Oh my god, I just received all the answers." <laughs> I have the download from the universe. Yes. And I was like, So I was impregnated by the universe. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then she had to, you know, check in with me to – Had to. Had to (laughs) check in with me to see if I was um, willing to be the father of this child. (laughs) (laughs) I love that I get to be the mother again. Yes. One of my favorite roles. It's so sweet to get to be a mother again. So in Catherine – getting a download from the universe of um, potential next steps for us as we move forward. In we're our, not sure we're pregnant yet. Right. We're just... That's why we're talking quietly about it. We're just seeing if maybe you're ovulating. <laughs> <laughs> we're checking my sperm count <laughs> and your temperature. That's right. See how it's going here. Yeah. yeah. So you got a download from the universe, and we're very excited about it. We are. And you checked in with me and shared it with me, and I just kind of had this, well, of course, that's it. That sounds great. And then 
the fear popped up of like, <laughs> oh, God, I don't know whether I want to be married and have a baby and have to pay for college and have an 18-year <laughs> commitment right now. I'm just getting through with that. <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, but the great thing that I think that we're figuring out about both of us is that because – because we both did our master's in spiritual psychology and in our second year of study, they specifically walked us through the process of heartfelt projects, like taking on a project that feels just juicy and alive and spirit-filled and inspired by something that we both feel really called to do. And in that process and in going through the skills and what it takes to birth a project like that, you know, we got a lot of experience in all of the roadblocks that pop up along the way when we're trying to do some type of project. This could be business. This could be remodeling your living room. This could be cleaning out your garage. It's like whatever that thing is that you feel like you need to do in your life, there's always these steps that come up that block us. Yeah. And what I wanted to say was we are in this very, very first step of creation here, which is we're actually wondering what it is, what it's going to look like, what we actually want to create, and if we still want to create, you know? So that's why we said, yeah, we're kind of not sure if we're, but we're thinking about, oh, trying. That's where the, so if we were pregnant, it would be, we're thinking about trying. So we're checking the temperature and all that kind of stuff and seeing where we are with this. And what is so important at this point, which Krista calls co-creation, is, you know, it's interesting where this has come up from because we've been going through a process with you about letting go, about forgiveness, all sorts of different ways of ending the year and then putting our energy back in. And what we noticed was that this came, this creation started to come through around surrender and I was just imagining in my meditation, wow, you know what? I I didn't really even have a focus on I want to have a baby. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking, what do I, what's up with me? What's going on in my life? And this literally pages of downloading of a structure and a way and a how and what, what it's all about that we're considering is what, how can we give more? How can we, mm-hmm. That's really what it is. How can we give more? The question that we ask a lot is, how can I be of service in this situation? How can I be of more service in my life? How can I be more, I don't know, involved in my life? And how can I bring something in that is really a big process? And and, and can with, positively affect other people's lives and the absolutely. world around us and our communities and our families. And what we were talking about, about co-creation, is both Krista and I have had an experience in school, as we said, where we let something come to us and it was amazing for both of us. And so we trust this process. So I'm going to tell you my story, which was I came into this year knowing I had a project. Into, into your school year. Into the school year a few years ago, knowing I had to do a project and I'd been thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking. And I don't know if any of you guys have ever done this, but thinking about <laughs> what you want to make happen usually makes it go farther and farther away. Mm-hmm. And farther away from what it should be, farther away from being able to grasp it. It's like everything feels at a distance. Yeah. And, and, and more of a should actually, and mm-hmm. less of a like, 
birthing, more of a, oh. So what I came in with, oh, I'm going to start my coaching practice. I really didn't want to start a coaching practice at that point, but that's what I thought I should do. And we were in the classroom and the instructions that we were given was to go into this meditation with no preconceived notions of anything that we thought we brought with us. So he said, our teacher, Ron Holnick, said, you may come back to the same place or you may not. So let go of everything, which we've been working with, right? And then open to the moment and see what spirit has in mind for you or in heart for you instead of thinking about it. Because he knows after this many years of doing it himself that many people get caught in this is what I should do. Or- I should do a coaching business because I need to bring income in, or I should do it because I've worked so hard with this degree. That's the next logical step, or you know, and I not should necessarily- share my coaching gift with the world, or whatever. And so I was in that place, and what downloaded was miraculous. It's it's speechless. It was so big <laughs> that it took me months and months to actually get back with working with my spiritual process, my emotional process, to actually get back to do the thing because it was so big. And what was the thing? It was. It's this project (laughs) where I had finally really gotten the message that for women, our beauty is on the inside. And as I looked around this classroom and I saw, I don't know, 80 or 90 women who were so beautiful, all looking back at me and knowing that not every single one of them, and maybe most of them, had no clue how beautiful they were. And you've talked about this business before, so we don't yeah. need to go into all the depth around it, right. but you should name it so they can remember it. Oh, right. So, so and, and the name came in too, which is Raw Naked Beauty. And mm-hmm. it was just so divinely inspired, and it was massive for me to wrap my arms around that and carry that expression into the world, plan it, make it happen. When I look at it today, it's not that big a project. Mm. It wasn't massive and monumental. It's incredibly powerful. People had breakthrough experiences. You can see them on my website. And it wasn't hard to plan except for me because of all of the blocks that I had. And What happened was that spiritually, I was guided to go find an area where I was going to get maximum growth and be able to give maximum value to the people, the women who came in contact with me. It was so So, beautiful. So what do you think your biggest block was at that time? Like, I know you've told the story of like, you got that huge download and so many people were like, yes, that's such a beautiful project. You should do that. And then like you described like just running away from it for a couple of months, like you just couldn't even step into it? What, In hindsight, like what was that internal block stopping you? Surprisingly, the mm-hmm. internal block was that I was not comfortable working with women. Mm. So I didn't trust women. I had had a lot of experiences Look of betrayal. Look how far you've come. I know. I've got a partner that's a woman. Okay. Remember, we're sexually yeah. not Partners. But thank God you had that project and got through that block, or then we would not have been able to move forward on our path together. Absolutely. I was yeah. not a reliable partner for women. I yeah. I was terrified of them. They were always the ones that got me in trouble. Men were much nicer to me, and yeah. I knew how to kind of navigate. So from this perspective of co-creating, I actually call it co-creating with spirit. Yes. So what that means to me in my life is I'm not sitting down and writing out a musical, if that's what I'm going to do. Right. I'm sitting there quietly in contemplation and asking spirit for the day what it is 
that I'm supposed to be doing to be of most service in the world. And if a musical comes out and gets written down on paper, that is the co-creation part. Some days, nothing comes. Some weeks, nothing comes. And then one day, it all comes. And that's how I know it was divine, divinely inspired and co-created with spirit because it just flows. Right. And, and you know, we know that the flow comes when we're in the mindset where we're spacious and we're in our loving and we're in creativity. And all basically all the universe is lined up with us to say, are you committed? Go. And it, it lines it out for us. So what happened was from the moment I got the download, when I was wide open and mm-hmm. fully available, I had to work through all of the emotional, mental, and physical blocks that I have about my own beauty, about my relationships with women, my mother, like all of it had to right. come to the surface. And I'm sure there were some it. business decisions and other things that even beyond that gets scary. Like, okay, yeah. well, now if I'm going to do this program, okay, now that involves money and websites and, you know, the marketing and it can get big really fast. And that's why this concept of co-creation for me is so important to bring to our audience because as they're moving into the new year and, you know, everybody feels inspired and they want to do all their heartfelt projects, it's like, how can we give them some tools that we've found beneficial to us in order to uh, baby step them through their own little blocks that might come up. You know what I was thinking, Krista, just then, that this is like pre-manifestation because you Mm -hmm. haven't, it hasn't solidified. It's still in the universe. You're still kind of opening and being read by the universe about what's what is it that you're wanting to deposit? You know, who are we together in this creation? And the universe is also coming and feeding all sorts of influences into us and their synchronicities. And that's how we start opening these doors. Mm-hmm. Synchronicities start happening. Miracles start happening. The strangest things come together and open doors. I can't even begin to tell so you. So your doors all. flew open. You received the idea and all of a sudden they slam shut. Yeah. And then the process is to start pushing the door back open and as you work through the blocks. Right. Recognizing that it was a heartfelt project for me, it was massively important for me to work and play in all these places. Mm-hmm. And I learned to love women in a new way. I just, all of it worked really beautifully. And it was a process that I had to keep going back to. What is it? What is it? What's next? What's next? Using all the spiritual tools all of them. that we were learning in school to move through the emotions and the fear. A lot of, a lot fear. of fear. A lot of yeah. fear. Which I think most people experience when they are launching a new project. Absolutely. Yeah. A, a lot of fear comes up for people. And it's very normal because we're pressing ourselves out again into the universe. And the piece of this, the essence of this that I think we want to communicate is you're not alone. If, you, if you're co-creating with spirit, if you're co-creating you're not with alone. spirit, you are. You've asked for guidance, and the guidance comes in, and it says, "Take a right here, take a left there, go here, go there." Even when I was creating my logo, things were happening, so it was incredibly precious. And one thing Krista pointed out as we were talking about this was time. We need to have space and we need to have time to allow this process. So this preparation for creation, it's not the same as manifestation. Right. It's sorting through all the stars in the universe to see which one you're aligned with and why. You don't even know why. Right. It's not important and how is not important. 
Right. One of my favorite things about co-creating a spirit is that when I get some wild ass idea, I'm like, well, that was spirit's idea. <laughs> and so it, for me, it takes away that it helps lessen the fear of failure because in the back of my mind, I get to say, well, spirit told me to do it. So how can, you know, there must be a good reason for it. And it, it helps me become a little bit braver. So like for my story through school was I had been running a children's theater and I thought coming into this second year project, oh, I'm supposed to take one of my musicals I'd written and put it up in LA. Hopefully in a not small one of theater. those sketchy ones. Oh no, it was definitely one of the sketchy ones. Oh, oh I thought you said the yeah. children's theater. Well, remember at the children's theater, I was writing the naughty adult musicals as fundraisers. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, theater. is that hilarious? Yes. Or what? That's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's like feeding the children through porn. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, there was a lot of like, I put a lot of pressure on myself of like, oh, I should, you know, step through my fear and launch one of these musicals out into the world. And so through that process that you had described at school, what I just kept hearing during that meditation is like, God damn, like I always just make this to-do list and I force things along and yeah. it's that should list. And and I just got kind of angry inside. I was like, I'm s- all I wanted, all I kept hearing was, I just want to play. I just want to play. And then so I got out of that meditation like, well, that's great. Like that's some awesome inspiration. (laughs) But what I loved about the school and the facilitators is that they actually allowed – we came up with a project where I could just start being creative without there being an end product. It's almost like your project was co-creation. It was co-creation. So what I decided to do is – I I'm not art I'm not artistic with my hands. I'm artistic in other ways. You're not but a visual that, artist. Yeah. And at the time I was not a visual artist. <laughs> so what I did was I created a project where, I don't know, I'm going to meditate each morning for five to ten minutes and just ask spirit what I'm supposed to do for the day. And some days it would be go get the crayons out and color. And I'm like, okay. Some days it was go to the art store and buy paints and paper okay. Or just browse the aisles looking to be inspired. You know, one day it was like, go to the nursery and buy plants and make a fairy garden. So I was just like super open to trying things. fairy garden. I I loved it. It was my favorite part of my project. But it was, what I found was that by letting myself be silly and childlike and to paint pictures that were ridiculous looking, but it didn't matter because I was just having fun, like getting messy in the paint and allowing myself to spend time doing something that wasn't for money and it wasn't for outcome. I wasn't trying to sell my art or produce a sculpture to, you know, have at the end of the year project. It was like, literally my idea was I'm going to have a box, a treasure box at the end, and I'm going to put everything I made in it and be like, here you go. Here's my, <laughs> here's my project. Here's my project. And that gave me a lot of freedom. It mm-hmm. took the pressure off. But what quickly happened, and I mean within probably like three weeks, is I started writing one poem, five poems. And within like two months, I had like 130 poems. I had never been into poetry. I've never read poetry, mm. bought poetry, nothing. So I was very shocked that these words were coming out. And part of the co-creation part was sometimes – Spirit would say, pick up the journal and start writing. And I would hear the first sentence and I'd be like, that is the stupidest first sentence for a poem. Okay. <laughs> no judgment. No judgment. Sorry, God. But then I would tell myself, well, God's telling me to write that down. So I'm just going to trust. So I would write that sentence down 
And then some other ridiculous sentence would come out. But what would unfold would be this poem that would come full circle and would be what I thought was amazing. Mm. And so what turned like what started off with no direction, no desired outcome, no rules and regulations of what I was supposed to do, it allowed for me to end the year with this book, poetry book, probably 130 poems with a cover that was painted by me. And, you know, I have this hard copy of what I consider my co-creative spirit project. And I've never sold the copies. It's not that it's out there in the world, but the, I mean, it's out there in the world. I've got a stack of them in my house. Okay. So (laughs) I do have a physical, you know, outcome of it. Right. But more importantly, what I have is the feeling inside of what it's like to allow myself to work with spirit, to give spirit enough time in my day to have some space and some quiet time so I can hear clearly what I'm supposed to do, and then to trust it, even though I don't know where it's going or why I'm doing it, but to trust it and to let it unfold. And it's, there is no way I could have started this podcast or no way I could even consider doing this next step that we're- Impregnating me. Impregnating you. (laughs) Had I not had this experience of what it feels like and what it takes to co-create spirit. Yeah. And it was funny. I just said impregnating you, which I want to take back, which is really spirit is downloading through me and through you now. And now it's a process where there's co-creation between the two of us and spirit, which is actually getting even cooler and more exciting. And we don't know what it's going to be yet. We do have some ideas. We have really like had some fun hashing some thoughts out over the last few days. And it's a gift. It, that's what it feels like. It's mm-hmm. it's a gift has been given to us and we are wanting to put it back into the world to give it to other people. And it means surrendering any idea of what we think it's supposed to look like. Oh, that's the that's, that's the biggest thing. The hardest part because a lot of times when we start these projects, we put an end goal and we think, you know, it's we have that manifestation piece of yes, of course. If you want to build something, you have to set certain action steps in place. Right, we have to do our part. Yes. And so you and I are doing our part right now in the brainstorming and the scheduling and the meetings and we're doing the real world steps. And we're calling in spirit before our meetings. And when we get stuck on something, we look at each other and be like, maybe this is time to take a break. We need a little bit of space to allow spirit to come through. Or when we get to a stopping point that feels really natural, it's like, instead of going, well, we've decided, you know, we were supposed to have a business meeting that was six hours and we've only, you know, worked five hours. So we should push through another hour and see what we can squeak out. It's like, that's that kind of what I see as like masculine energy and forcing something through as opposed to sitting back and going like, wow, we just blew through some beautiful material and birthed some great ideas. Now can we just like let it be for the night or a day or three days until we feel the next rush of inspiration? Yeah, I just want to say one thing too about masculine energy. Yeah, I saw your is, eyes get really big on that. I was, I was like, like, oh, what well, did I, I just say? Want, no, no, I just wanted to <laughs> clarify something because I think what we're saying is when when we engage in the wrong energy at the wrong time, then we mm-hmm. end up with forcing. So if we're not clear what we're doing or we don't have inspiration, which is of God from 
you know, from our inner resources and from our connection with spirit, if we don't have those things and we start driving really hard to our focus point, mm-hmm. we're we're gonna be driving on the wrong road. As somebody said one time to me, your ladder is leaning against the wrong building. You're mm-hmm. gonna get all the way to the top and you're gonna be in the wrong building. Well, and to me, feminine energy is much more of the receptivity energy. So it that is. is the part of us that opens up to spirit. And I'm not saying men don't do it, what I'm saying is that in what we are creating, we have to be very balanced in our receiving feminine energy and our masculine get-it-done action step energy. Right. And the other point of that is that Krista and I both have commented to each other and other people have commented to us that we love being in the feminine energy. So we will be happy to hang out in creation over and over Floating and over. Yeah. And we will not necessarily grasp the masculine energy of directionality and manifestation and bringing it into form as quickly. So what we're trying to do is use the spacious feminine elemental co-creation part to bring it in the world through our second chakras, because I know we talked to you about chakras and our, our partnership. And then when the time is right, letting the masculine forces come in and carry this thing into fruition and into manifestation. And that can be so exciting because it's on its own journey. It's propelling itself. And we are just cooperating with what's already happening. So what the opposite of this would look like for some of our listeners out there who are really good at the the scheduling and the action steps and the get it done part of a business so if you're if you're doing all of those things and you're still not getting the outcome that feels good for you or, or feels, it feels alive, really hard or it feels really hard yeah then what we're suggesting is come over a little bit back into your feminine energy your receptivity energy set 5 minutes and i say 5 minutes just because i know that when when i started that process of co-creating my project I was like, you mean I have to sit here for five minutes in silence? Like it felt like <laughs> torture because I didn't have a, a meditation practice at that time. That's actually what started my meditation yeah, practice. And so that's great. I and I kept saying to myself, well, five minutes isn't enough. Well, guess what? Sometimes in those five minutes, I wrote three poems. So I it also helped me break out of my thought process or my belief system around time and how much time it's going to take to finish a project or do a job. Like it really, even with what we're doing right now, if I were to move into the mindset of like, it's going to take us 50 hours a week to do this project, I'm I'm not going to do it. (laughs) I can just tell you that right now. (laughs) I'm not doing it because that's not the type of life that I want to live. That's not the schedule that's not going to give me enough space in my life to do the other things I want. So breaking through some of these beliefs in time, the only way I can do that is if I go to God and be like, hey, I need an answer. I got about 10 minutes. <laughs> what you got? <laughs> well, the other thing is, you know, I think we all, well, I don't know if you all have had this experience, but many of us have had the experience of time disappearing, time becoming something that, you know, it dis- it not only disappears, but it, it is so fluid and full. And when we can rest into allowing the time to be the time it takes and not think, gosh, I haven't gotten anything downloaded for three days. And of course, it's tempting to feel like I haven't got anything downloaded for three days. Oh, my goodness. But if we do, if we can trust, and that's the thing that Chris and I are saying is we've done a couple of projects now, including being with you guys, where 
inspiration is what carried the day. We didn't mm-hmm. know what we we're doing. We didn't have microphones. <laughs> we didn't know how to plug we were, them in. I still barely like, know how. We're still working GarageBand here, you guys. For all the big techies out there, well, you know, we're in GarageBand. So, and you that's know, okay. It's, it's like perfect. That it's that's working okay fine. For where we're at. Yeah. And eventually it won't be. Hopefully, eventually this will grow enough so that it won't be okay. And we'll need something else. But we, what we want you to know is that that's where the joy and the creativity live is when you allow the process to come to you. When you put yourself out wide open, you choose to be open. You ask to be given guidance and inspiration from the universe. It's like, who am I that this, what project, what task, what work would carry me into being both of service, but also serve myself? And what's so great is it is usually incredibly playful. Mm. Well, and I th- something in what you were saying just jogged my memory on like, if I, I, I do remember looking back, let me go back. When I finished the poetry book, there was a sense inside of me that was like, okay, now what? Where am I going to sell it? Who's going to buy it? How am I going to get this printed and distributed? <laughs> you know, it went into that business mode. Mm-hmm. And every time I would try to like make an action step to make one of those things happen, it was like complete shutdown blockage. Like nothing, mm. I could not move it forward. And now I can, and then one day, probably like two years after that, I just had this like download from spirit about like, it was never about selling the poetry book. It was never about the poetry book being out there. It doesn't mean it's not going to be out there sometime because sure. it still could, but it's, it was more about me just, just learning the lesson of the co-creation part. Surrender. Surrender. So it was teaching me, it was like giving me a education and what it's going to take in order to now do these other parts of my life. Right. And so this is what we're, what we're saying today is we're, we're coming to you and telling you that there's something possibly about to gestate here for us. And we're, but this is something that is going to show up in every area of your life. Like, how do you want to create your day today? You know, often I'll just wait to get some guidance to know what to do that particular day. Of course, I have errands to run, bills to pay, and work to do, just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And there are moments when I can just say, what would be most fruitful? What would be most kind? What would be most loving for me to do right now? And just ask and then open. And my word for the year, for this year, is receptivity. That's my mm-hmm. chosen word this year. And so in all those ways, that's what we're talking about is, am I willing to allow myself to be influenced, to be guided, to be inspired, to be loved, you know, to be in all ways nurturing whatever this is. I think that's really hard for people. Absolutely. Because that was what was my block in my project of I'm picking a project because I want to have fun. It was so against the belief systems that were deep down inside of me of like, you got to work hard to make money. You got to work hard to be successful. I had all of those stories in my head. So coming over and doing that project felt very uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable for me to give myself permission to sit at the kitchen counter and like watercolor for a couple of hours. (laughs) It was like my family's like walking around me and they're just kind of looking at me out of the corner of their eye. And it was... I felt judged. And why did I feel judged? Because I was judging myself of right. like how I was spending my time. And, you know, can I justify this? Shouldn't I be doing the laundry or helping a kid with homework? Like it was hard for me to allow myself that time to do that. Yeah. So this is just an invitation. This is an opportunity, you guys, for you to 
consider what is it that would make you happy? What is it that would inspire you? What is it that you would have enthusiasm about? And don't try to figure it out because going to our minds, it's a very slippery slope. But instead, open your heart and just sit quietly. And, you know, if you can do that, like Krista said, maybe even one minute, maybe just one minute, let yourself just do what's comfortable so the space is open. The minute you get uncomfortable, the space is going to close and nothing's going to happen. So just, you know, in some ways I would say, Krista, maybe the best practice is as long as you know you can stay open, stay, and then stop. And then Mm. try again instead of trying to go for long periods of time because – in the beginning, that's actually it. Just isn't oh, I, possible. I think on my schedule was like if I could sit down three times a week for five minutes. I think my first two weeks of my project that was on my calendar to do, and then I upped it as I you know got further into my project, where it did become like five days a week for five minutes, and then five days for ten minutes. You know, I, I gradually stepped myself you were growing into it into giving myself permission to give myself that time. It's so great. So here we are again today. And we will maybe have an announcement to give you (laughs) soon. And uh, our inspiration is you. Uh, You're our community. You're our inspiration. You're who we talk to. You're in our field. And we know that every single time we do this. So thank you. Thank you for being here. And we know you're going into the new year with new ideas and inspiration and projects. And we want to support you. We do want to support you. And so if you, if any of this that we're saying to you resonates and you start your project and maybe come up with a block and you don't know how to move through it, that's when we all need help. That's when we need assistance. And so that's why we're here for you. And that's why we're coaches because we want to see people, go into the world and bring their amazing, beautiful ideas. And if yeah. we can help that, that's awesome. Then you're helping us be of service too. Yeah. So what we're saying is check us out if you need some help or if this is intriguing and you don't quite know how to do it. Always feel free to reach out. You can reach out to both of us, KristaKimCoaching.com and KatherineMcClelland.com. And you can find us on the Holy Fuck Podcast page. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and we love you, love you, love you so much. Please so get out there and us. co-create. Yay, yay, yay. Spread the love. Spread the love. Bye. Bye. Do you want the opportunity to see the gals of Holy Fuck in person? If so, go to holyfuckpodcast.com and join our mailing list so you can find out when and where these goddesses will be transforming lives next. And yes, I know, I'm talking about myself in third person. Open your browser, type in holyfuckpodcast.com, click on mailing list, and give us your most trusty email, not that bogus one you give to Walmart. So sign up now, not tomorrow, now, 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 now. Thank you.